Represented the podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and my co host. It's your girl, Truth. Welcome back, or welcome. We have another episode of things to discuss. Buffoolery. Buffoolery. Um, <laughs> I would drop an F bomb, but I don't think it's appropriate. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not that F. We'll just leave it out later. Beep, bleep. <laughs> Um, happy Pride Month, everyone. Um, if you are a member of the LGBTQIA plus community or you're an ally, um, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Because I just, admit, I just imagined like the George Floyd protests where he's like, allies to the front, allies. You remember that? The white still? people. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Um, well, we have, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about regarding pride. Um, I want to, I want to firstly talk about um, a post that. Uh-oh. No, it's not a bad boy post. A post that uh, Tyler James Williams made. Oh, um, we love Tyler. Yes. Did is you... he a part of the community? He is not, and he makes that very clear. Isn't that a little frustrating? <laughs> no, not really. He is, I will say he's a cutie. He's but... kind of hot. I don't know. Mm. So, basically, he made a post letting everyone know that, no, he is not a part of the community, although that he is an ally. But he also states that it's very dangerous um the the way that people try to catch people being gay or discovering trying to discover people being a part of the community um so basically he was saying that that creates um an unsafe space for people who may be in the closet um who are still you know struggling with coming out um and i will say um, there's a part of me that kind of agrees with that statement. Um, I think there's... Did you want to read the post? It's a long post. I can't read it all. I mean, we got time. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Pride Month, for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. So he says, usually I don't address stuff like this, but I feel it. I feel like it as a conversation is bigger than me. I'm not gay. But I think the culture of trying to find some kind of hitting trait or behavior that a closeted person lets slip is very dangerous. Overanalyzing someone's behavior in an attempt to catch them directly contributes to the anxiety a lot of queer and queer questioning people feel when they fear living in their truth. Um, it also reinforces an um, archetype. Many 
straight men have to live under that is oftentimes unrealistic, less free, and limits individual expression. Mm. Um, and I'm skipping around here a bit. Um, being straight doesn't look one way. Being gay doesn't look one way. And what may seem like harmless fun and conversation may actually be sending a dangerous message to those struggling with real issues. Um, and he says, I refuse to inadvertently contribute to that message. Happy pride to all of my queer, queer questioning brothers, sisters, and individuals. I pray you feel seen in ways that make you feel safe in celebration that is this month. As an ally, I continue to be committed to assisting in that where I can and helping to cultivate a future where all are accepted and given permission to be ourselves. I like really like him now. <laughs> What? How beautifully said. Mm -hmm. I think he made it. He made it very clear. Um, and I think we fall victim to that a lot. And I would say me personally. And it, most of the times, it's in good fun that we say, "Oh, you know, they they do this a certain way. They they do that a certain way. So they might be, you know, I don't know. It's a little, a little sus, a little suspect." Um, Aww. And I think it's more from a place of just... I did you like that. I mean, it's not, it's not, I guess, in some sense, wrong. It's just that we have to be aware of the people that we do it with mm -hmm. um, because it can create an unsafe environment for some people. What do you think that this, just because we're on the topic and we love having natural conversations... How do you feel about like gender roles when it comes to society? Because too often, um, I was recently having a conversation about this with my partner where I was saying that I don't feel feminine enough. Like I don't feel like a girl, even though I'm a girl. And the question was asked, well, are you trans? And <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But um, I literally was like, wait, so me not feeling like a female and feeling like I'm an imposter in my body, right, automatically makes me, me a transgender. I don't feel like a man either, although I do feel as though I have more what the you know, societal term would be um, considered masculine traits, you know. I don't like, like, let's just go there. Mm -hmm. So when I used to audition, I really um, felt uncomfortable doing romance roles. So if they like wanted me to be like super girly or whatever with a guy, it automatically made me uncomfortable. And even when I was dating guys, um, that same discomfort was there. Mm -hmm. Where I felt like, you know, I had to be a role that perhaps I was not. Either you have to be feminine or masculine. And if you're too masculine, it's unacceptable. And, you know, mm -hmm. it just made me uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't. I know for a fact that I don't want to be a man. However, if I choose to wear boys clothing or, you know, wear girls clothing or whatever I feel like I want to do to express myself, I feel like I should be able to do with without being judged. But like, quite frankly, we're judged. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I will say that sometimes it's interesting how that's the conclusion that's, you know, it's kind of like, how do we get there? We can't just jump from, I don't really associate with the gender roles to now I'm transgender. And I feel like (laughs) a lot of people don't understand how a lot of what causes us to question our identity is what society has made the standard as opposed to us not being comfortable with ourselves because there's different, you know, there's varying degrees. There's body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. there's gender dysmorphia. And I think to some degree we all experience not feeling like we are fitting those roles that we're supposed to fit. Um, And I'll just say for me, I mean, at one point that was a question that I had to ask myself. And I think a lot of, I think that's a conversation that most queer people have with themselves when they try to reconcile who they are um, with also the the expectation of who they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as Tyler was saying, there's no one definition of, you know, what it looks like to be straight, um, quote unquote, because straight is just more of a a box that you check if you are solely interested in having sex with the opposite gender. Um, and then there's so much gray area because in my book, someone who identifies as transgender would also be the opposite sex, but some people will call a straight man who is attracted to transgender woman not straight. And so there is, there's a lot of gray well, How does that area. work if, if you're considering a transgender woman a woman? So how wouldn't he be straight? To me, he is. But to some people, they get caught up in other things. Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot of gray area, and then that all goes into gender roles, because if you are a man, this is how you're supposed to act. This Mm -hmm. is what you're supposed to be attracted to. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're not supposed to do. And it's just crazy, because it's just like, where does that come from? And the fact that it's perpetuated in society, and it's so strong, it's like a super strong hold where everyone is like tied to what they are supposed to be with their, and it's depressing. And then we wonder why people's mental health is not okay. You know, um, now that it's okay, <laughs> I'm going to put the quote, it's okay, you know, to be gay, which we're still finding that it's not. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, DeSantis, Florida, Texas, I digress. It's Okay right? Mm -hmm. But clearly it's not. But notice how in the moments of people feeling safe, so many of us, like myself, who I feel like you came out before it was cool to be out, right? Um, There still was some conflict and things like that, in my opinion. Um, And for me, growing up, I just never, I, I don't really know how to explain it to you outside of feeling like an imposter. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to pitch it any other way where I was just like, you know, and, and even to this day, now that I'm finally out and I'm going on 30, I'm still finding who I am because I've suppressed who I am for so long and created many versions of myself to operate in the world, trying to just get by without making a whole lot of noise. Mm-hmm. I would say I definitely felt the 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 feeling of being an imposter um, up until after coming out. Um, and there was a lot of anxiety and fear um, around that feeling. And that was the main reason why I decided that I needed to come out because I felt like if I wasn't honest with other people, I wasn't being honest with myself. Um, but what I really learned when I came out was that um, a lot of that anxiety wasn't me being an imposter. It was just once I, the crazy part was once I came out, I was able to accept myself because that was what the real issue was. I wasn't able to accept myself. And once I accepted, you know, that part of myself, it became easier to be okay with knowing who I am today and not being afraid or unwilling to be prepared for that to change. Right. You know, when I first came out, I felt like I was a more feminine person and I, you know, explored with things, you know, like makeup, hair and all that things. And I was like, hmm, not really me. <laughs> you know, I tried it, I played with it, but, and it's okay to be like, yeah. you know, Experiment. explore because that is what life is, just discovering yourself in more intensity. So there's never a point when you're an imposter except for when you're not doing that, you know, discovering yourself in more intensity. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you another question. Um, have you ever felt, because you, I'm assuming, were raised in a <laughs> very religious... You're assuming. Family. We're not related. We're not related. <laughs> Who are you? Um, you were raised in a very religious household. Do you ever feel guilt for being who you are? Mm -hmm. So growing up in the church and being very active in the church, um, I've never felt guilt or condemnation coming directly from God. It was always people. So you mean to tell me you've never, even when you were younger, thought maybe God's not okay with this? Maybe he's not okay with this, but I've never felt like he's not okay with me. Like, I have, it didn't hinder my relationship with with God. It was never like, oh, there was some revelation that came directly from him that was like, you are not okay and this has to change. I've you know there's been other people who have had their ideas, but that communication, my connection with God, has never been that. Yeah, mine either. Um, I'm still so waiting for the voice to come out. All of the hate <laughs> and Hello. you who like me personally, I 
I personally have talked to God, had revelations, but not in the sense that, you know, audible voice, but from him, I've never felt that. And to be honest, um, that moment where I decided that I was not afraid of who I was or I wasn't, you know, ashamed of it was the moment, like a couple of weeks after I had decided um, that I was not ashamed of who I was or afraid of who I was, was the moment that I had my experience of connecting with with God, which is what some people will call receiving the Holy Ghost. And so that's how I, like I've never been afraid or ashamed or convinced that there was something wrong mm -hmm. because there was a connection between me accepting who I was and experiencing God on a really level. And ever since that, I've never at any point experienced, you know, like, there, like a burning sense of you have to be straight you have to change your life and I think what my what I've explained to people who have asked me is that the Bible is a very important piece of literature that is inspired that <laughs> informs us how to live the best way that book was not written for climate change. It, it's not going to give us instructions on how to survive climate change. <laughs> because the world changes. <laughs> and so it was like written to give us direction. And there's just some things that are just not going to be there that mm -hmm. are cut and dry. Mm. Okay. So that's the way I work that one. Um, but going back to that conversation of trying to, I guess, quote unquote, out people, I think there's another side of the conversation that we kind of have a lot, but not in a very meaningful way. Because I feel like it's a lot of the discourse I see on the internet um, about the DL community um, is very antagonistic uh, and exclusionist simply because um, apparently they weren't a part of, you know, the movement back in Stonewall, um, which most likely they were probably somewhere around being undercover. But <laughs> hiding in plain sight, right? <laughs> Clark Clint's. I think it's important to to have a conversation because DL. I'm not sure if that's really a a lesbian thing that happens a lot. Are there a lot of DL lesbians in straight relationships? Moonlighting. You want to talk about it? You want to talk <laughs> about it? Moonlighting, yes. Queer people. So my experience has been 
well, was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say that I had experienced um, a lot of women that were in quote-unquote open relationships who wanted to be with women. And I've always had a, hmm, a very controversial stance on that because I really don't like when people want their cake and they want to eat it too. Like mm-hmm. you can't have the best of both worlds. And um, particularly at the time I was dating, uh, I think that was actually um, the first black woman that I've ever dated. And she was in a relationship with a man and kept wanting to bring me into the fold. And this has happened multiple times in my dating experience where I would meet women that kind of were in open relationships or just kind of unavailable or, you know, like whatever, and just wanting to kind of, so it kind of presented itself in that sense. Now, when I would date women and I would find out that they were bi, um, I would lose interest. I know. Why? I know, right? Controversial. That's me. It's like my middle name. <laughs> you know, I was like, people are going to either love me or hate me on this podcast because I just, but I'm me and my opinion's mine, you know? And um, it doesn't have to be everyone else's cup of tea. But for me personally, in my experiences that I've had with bisexual women, it's just not the best experiences. Hence, you know, a lot of them ended up being in like, over relationship or you know just me feeling that same feeling of you want your cake and you want to eat it too like Mm -hmm. you know you um want to be with a woman um but you want to be with a man and to me that seemed very dangerous because uh i've dated you know dudes and it was dangerous in its own (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um category for me and then dating women and feeling like just that that level of exposure and just being like, I don't know how you, you know, you, you want all the fish in the sea. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, it never um, was attractive to me per se. And I don't throw shade at anyone. If that's your lifestyle and that's good for you, good for you. But, you know, it ain't happening here. So. Mm-hmm. So would you say that most of the women that you encountered in that situation were upfront and honest about what it was as far as there being someone else um with one of them with two of them in particular yes i can recall one of them both of them i still keep tabs on i think one of them is still working it out with the other one the other one has failed that relationship which you can kind of anticipate but they were like married mm-hmm. so um and then i was with someone who was not honest um, she was the crazy one, the one that was like fighting me. Um, <laughs> um, she was married and the crazy thing about me, I'm weird. So I was super intuitive and I looked at her and I said to her, you're married. And she looked like she saw a ghost. And I said it, it's like, you're married. You, you have a husband. Where is he? She wasn't wearing a ring. There was nothing. But you know you know me. There's a reason why I go by truth. Because mm-hmm. it comes out when it's around me. I'm not a psychic. But no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, But yeah, she was married. And she didn't tell me. Um, she did tell me that she 
would be with men. She was like, I would be with men, but I'm more attracted to women type of thing. Um, and then the woman that was with the guy, I swear up and down, I was just like, you're gay. You just don't know it yet. Not trying to shame you, but like the conversation of just like, I stay in my house all day painting and all I think about is being with women all day. Friend, <laughs> friend, 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 friend. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Everybody you're a little gay. gay. <laughs> Everybody has a gay cousin. Wait, I am the gay cousin. Oh my god! <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I my experience with with DL men Uh-oh. has always been dishonesty, um, and so I try to to steer away from people who are even. What is the other word that they use? They use DL and they use. In the closet? No, not, <laughs> not in the closet. They use another word for, I forget the word for it, but basically it means that they discreet. Discreet. Right. So they aren't in the closet, but they're. Discreet is still secretive. Right. So anyone who describes themselves as, you know, DL or discreet, I kind of, you know, automatically assume you're not for me. Um, but a lot of, I'm trying to think, I, I already told, I think I might've mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was a dude that I had met, um, and you know, after, after spending time together, I discovered that he had a girlfriend, um, which. Oh, wait, you didn't know? No, I did not know. I'm not the type of person. There are a lot of there are a lot of the girls who you know get a sense of satisfaction of attracting men who have girlfriends, um, which is a whole nother can of trauma um, that they need to work out. But I never intentionally meet men or have a desire to be with men who are in committed relationships. But it has happened to me a few times that I discovered through a lie. Um, not even through a lie. At some point, they just say, oh, like just through random conversation. And by the way, I have a girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Gimme got shot. Gimme got shot. Don't ever pull up on me like that. And what do you so, mean? And so for me, I'm more of a non-confrontational person. But after, Oh, hell. Hell would have broke loose. After that, he would have met Satan. I'm just, okay. And so... You just don't hear from me again, but hell to the no no. Yeah. So question. It's, it's crazy out there. <laughs> this is what I cannot seem to wrap my controversial head around. <laughs> um what makes you like not you, but like the people out there. So this is directed to people who are on the DL. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that you can start something with someone on a lie? What foundation has ever been a good foundation founded on a lie. Whether you're lying to the woman that you're with, trying to live this life that clearly is not yours, or, you know, vice versa. It just, it's it's not lining up to me. Discreet, still lie. Lie. And, And I just don't respect it. It's one thing though to be like open and honest and just be like, oh yeah, you know, open relationship, boom, boom, boom. And I remember there was a girl that I was dating, the one that, boom, 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 right? 
the one that tried to beat me up. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep doing that. We keep doing that. That asked me for an open relationship, and I thought that it was kind of like nuts, and I was trying to be open to it because then I was like, oh well, maybe I get to like you know experience myself or whatever. And then I thought, and I was like, girl, you don't want to. This is not you. Use a simp. Use a big simp, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It's not conducive to my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. But at least she's open and honest. She right. was open and honest. And I respect the honesty, the openness of it. But whenever you are like lying and hurting people, I'm looking at your character and I'm not okay with it. And I don't care if that, you know, ruffles some feathers or makes people upset. I'm not here to be your friend in that moment. I don't even want you as a friend in that moment. And it's not like me being judgy. It's just not okay to involve someone like that. That's not okay. It's never going to be okay. I'm not going to pretend like it's okay to involve people's emotions, you know, because you're playing on two people's emotions. You're selfish. Now, you may not want to be open and honest about who you are. Don't teeter the fence then. Pick a struggle. Pick a side. (laughs) If you don't want to be out and you want to try to live that lifestyle, live that lifestyle, the straight lifestyle, right? But don't be up out here hurting her or hurting him trying to, you know, appease yourself. That's how people be out here sick and dying. That's not okay. Built off of a lie. (laughs) I said what I said, and I don't care who offended. My name is Truth. Look me up. I don't know why people would be offended by that. I think... That whole, the DL man is a lot of the the issue with people feeling, one, like they got to make sure their man ain't on the DL because so many DL They know men, that their man is on the DL. I'm so sorry. I'm not buying that. <laughs> so many Why is men, you laughing at me? So many men. Um. Are, are like that and just do out here, you know, thinking that it's okay for them to be in a whole relationship with a woman and, you know, messing around with men on the other side or messing around with Since anyone. when did people become so comfortable with lying? Because it just, it's never, I, I used to lose sleep lying. So I don't know how, and each person is different, you know, with their own ethical, you know, experiences or foundations or cores of who they are, but I've never been okay with that. Like, I literally am not. There are some very demonic people in the world. I will say that. Demonic. Um, And I've dealt with (laughs) a few of them because there have been times where I'm just kind of like, how can you, as a person with a conscience and a soul, a whole soul, uh, go to sleep at night and sleep or even feel comfortable in the moment? Like, like when the the things are on your shoulder, like I don't, like I have the other the person the there, day. but he probably, like the angel is just like this big and it's me, 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 me. Cause it's like, I'm gonna go with you friend. <laughs> right. It's like, how do you, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be out here doing this. I'm gonna be out here being grimy. And you just be like, and sleep good every and night. I, and you know, what's so crazy is <laughs> a lot of times too, those people don't experience their karma right away. Right. 
but then they lose their job, they lose their car, they they lose their house, they 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 can't seem to keep a relationship. People keep hurting them, or their kids reap the benefits of what they've sold in life, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody don't realize that there's karmic debts and things that you have to pay. Why would you be comfortable hurting somebody? Like the level of disassociation is making me uncomfortable. That you're not even thinking about nobody but yourself to that extent. Like I've never met a level of selfishness within myself. I'm I don't know why. I'm very empathetic. I look out for people. I even in relationships, I have been honest. You know, right. The last dude I dated, I broke up with him and told him he was the first person ever I to- ever told in life that I was gay, <laughs> and said I don't want to waste your time. You go out, you be happy. You deserve happiness. I'm not gonna waste your time no more. I figured it out. Even though you've been telling me since you've been with me that you thought I was gay, because you saw how I looked at women, and I would just deny it. Nah, 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 friend. Nah, nah, nah. That ain't me. You was going to say something. I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, But we're close to wrapping it up. (laughs) Um, Cameraman? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Close us out, friend. Last thoughts? Dang, there was one thing that I wanted to say, and it kind of slipped me. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think that... It's very, it's very dangerous work people out here doing, and not understanding the karma behind what they're doing. Right. Um. But yeah. I. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that people, a lot of people, um. Are very insecure, and I figured out that that comes from a place of them being those type of people who do those things and feel comfortable going to sleep at night. And so they assume that they can't even feel safe with other people because they know themselves they aren't safe people. And so I had to understand, you know, where, because in my last relationship, the uh, accusation of cheating had come up so many times. And it just never... Projecting much? It never made sense to me because, like, me being the type of person that I am, I would break up with you. It's never that serious. Right, never that serious. What I got to lie for, Craig? Right, it's like... (laughs) And at my like, if I wanted to have sex with multiple people, I would be in an open relationship with someone who's okay with me doing that. It's like, it's never that serious for me to be out here trying to do people dirty. Um, so yeah, that, I think that was my last thought. All right. No, wrap it up, friend. Um, thank you guys for listening. Happy pride. Um, I'm your host, Lynn. This is Misrepresented, the podcast, with my co-host. It's your girl, True. Happy Wednesday, motherfuckers. Thank you.